Let me ask you if this sounds familiar. You're talking with our traveler and one of you says, well, my agency gives me this and my agency gives me that. You've probably been there or you've actually been the one saying those words. And I got to tell you guys and gals, <laughs> nothing is free in our industry. And we're going to talk exclusively about that today. It's a catchphrase of mine for anyone that's followed anything I've done. I've been saying this for years in our industry. Nothing is free. There is an agency's margin and what is left over for you. And that is it. So this stuff about my agency is giving me this or my agency isn't giving me that, it's all bunk. And we're going to talk about it today on Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Love this episode today. It's one of my favorite topics. For any traveler that's been around me, you guys know I go to this all the time. Nothing's free. Nothing's free. Nothing is free. It's true. In our industry, literally, nothing is free to the traveler. You guys are paying for something one way, shape, or form. What we're going to talk about in today's episode really and truly is forget about taxes. Forget about any kind of vendor-free fee. Wow. I'm talking about too much is free. There are literally two sides of this coin. There is how much an agency takes from that bill rate. In other words, their margin, their profit margin, how much they're going to keep, and basically what's left over for you to really simplify it for today. So when you hear a traveler talk about, my agency gives me this, my agency gives you that, it's because they're not giving you pay in lieu of those times when you, in fact, need a pizza or want your credentials done or asking for a guaranteed hours or asking for a paid vacation. This is a concept that really needs to be made very, very clear to you guys. And you really have to understand it because it allows you, once you have this information, to truly be able to compare apples to apples when it comes to agencies. Because what you're really looking at doing is evaluating everything you get from that company and lumping it into your compensation regardless of what it is that they're offering you or what they do. It's just time to debunk it. This is what agencies count on. They count on you putting faults or some kind of value on something that you feel you're getting while they're getting you for every hour that you're working for a bigger margin or I should say less of a paycheck every single hour you're working. So I want to talk about this because it is really time to have an open discussion about this because you guys deserve better. You guys deserve transparency. And I, I, I know that everybody in the country is sick of that word, but it's true. When it comes to this industry, nothing has been more important than really talking about transparency. And it's not there. Nobody talks about bill rates. Nobody talks about what an agency is making. All people do is compare paychecks when they're allowed to. And why do you think agencies don't want you comparing paychecks? Because they don't want you. They're worried that there's a really strong chance that somebody else 
might be paying their traveler more for the exact same position. So, any rate, I want to dump jump into this one because this is again, this is an episode I've done a lot of things in my career about nothing is free. As a matter of fact, this series or this, I'm sorry, this episode came from a series I did as a CEO of a former company. We did a five or six or seven part series about nothing is free and really delved into it because it was the first time anywhere that an agency had really talked about just this concept of we're going to give you something because literally our margin is so thick that we're ripping you off for every hour on every hour you work for us. So that, and occasionally when you need something, we're going to make you feel good. Like we're there for you. We're going to give you this whatever it is you're asking for or whatever it is that you feel is valuable that the company gives you. What you guys don't think about is the other 465 hours or whatever it is or the rest of the entire year when you're not getting that from the company, which means they're getting you and using your money to give something to somebody else. So it's a pretty wild concept. First of all, let's do some housekeeping. Um, Truly... You guys know I kind of backed down a little bit because I got really, really busy with Travel Evolved. I was not able to keep up with what I wanted to do, which was an every six-day episode. I think I'm back onto that now. We did some recording, so I think we should be able to get these out um, a little less than, a little more than one a week, roughly. Uh, we like to release them on different days because some of you are, you know, you guys are, you guys are travelers. You guys are working. You're not working, you know, Monday through Friday, all of you. So we're back into into that kind of a speed again, and. Also, I want to thank you guys because the the number of subscriptions both on our podcast and the YouTube channel are just continuing just to grow, grow, grow. And you guys let it grow even when we were able to you know do them about every 10 days or so. Um, so I really am very grateful, very appreciated for that. And I hope that what you guys are getting back in return is some good value from this. And this episode, if, if uh, it's one of those, one of those episodes that I think... It's not a tough concept. Certainly, I could do this episode in 15 minutes. Um, I'm sure a lot of you would appreciate it if I did. But there's a lot here. There's a lot of things I want to point out and some really good examples of things that you guys think are valuable to you. And I'm not saying they're not valuable. But what I'm saying is, what are you losing in lieu of these this perceived value or this occasional value that you get when your company supposedly steps up and delivers for you? Because as we're going to talk about, I mean, we could do it right now. Everything in this industry is predicated and built upon the bill rate, which means for every hour that you guys are working, we're able to bill X amount of dollars. That is where all the money is generated. I've said it before. It comes from the facilities. Agencies are sure paying you, but they're counting on getting paid for all of your time and effort. And then at this point, 30% more on top of that that they're going to keep. That's where their, their profit comes in. So everything comes from that, which means that when... The big wigs of that company are sitting down and they're trying to figure out what their particular model is going to be of their profit. How are they going to make money? Are they going to go on volume? They're going to go on, you know, just the average agency kind of model. Are they going to try to do something where they're actually going to make more because they're really highly specialized in a certain, you know, specialty, so to speak? You never really know what people are thinking because what you guys can tell me, what you guys have seen, is that literally the same job with 300 companies, and that's not an exaggeration could have 300 different compensation packages associated with it for the same bill rate. Now, again, there is that occasional time when you're dealing with a subcontract and that one particular major big company might hold the contract. And I can certainly understand that there would be a higher pay for them. But the rest of the companies that are dealing with it, or if you're dealing with a, with a, a VMS, means we're all dealing with the exact same bill rate, which means why 
are there all these differences in pay packages? Well, a lot of it has to do with just the very simplistic idea that every company has a different calculator that they're using or calculations that they're using to come up with how much money they want to set aside for them. In other words, their profit margin, which means there's everything is left over. What we're going to talk about a little bit today is out of that profit margin, what are they going to do for kicking some things back? Are they making so much money that they're going to offer a couple of concessions for you if things happen? Are they going to be offering something set aside to buy pizzas for your entire floor when you have your birthday? Are they going to reimburse you for travel if you get fired in the first couple of weeks? All these little things that are gifts or what they consider is my company does this for me. It really isn't because every single hour of the rest of your assignment and every other three assignments you're taking that year, you're paying for this, which is why the hence the thing is nothing is free. So thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for listening. By the way, we've got a ton of great episodes. This is kind of that gets into the meat. We're almost done with our first season. I think we've got one more episode and we jump into season two. And season two really starts to build upon season one, the things that we've kind of started, the, the groundwork we've laid. If you are new to Travel Evolved and this is one of your first episodes, I really would urge you to go back and listen to especially some of the very detailed uh, episodes. You don't have to go back and listen to the ones that you know maybe are a little bit fluffy. We have some of those. We did that for a reason because I think there's value in those too. However, you guys know the ones I'm talking about, the episodes that talk about margins, the episodes that talk about company profits, the episodes that talk about the pie and bill rates and things that are fundamental to kind of build on. I would urge you to go back and do that. I think you're going to learn something that if you already know it, great. You may have it embedded a little bit better. If you don't know it, it's it's going to be eye-opening for you, which is what so many of you are telling me out there, that I never really thought about some of the stuff you're talking about. Yeah, I kind of assume, but to hear it and to really start to concentrate and think about how it works, it really does make a lot more sense, which means I'm better prepared at choosing my next assignment, choosing the company which I want to take it through, and really kind of seeing through some of the baloney and really realizing what it is that I'm out there for, which is, in fact, your own travel career. So, all right, I hope I didn't go over a lot of that fast. I know I did. But let's really talk about what really is a bill rate. You guys, again, you know this. When a facility posts a position or they offer a position, that manager or that that CFO or whoever's in charge of the numbers has decided here is what we are wanting to pay, hopefully what we want to pay. Now, they're going to look at it historically as what they did in previous potentially years. If, you know, I, I think a lot of them go back to this particular month a year ago because there is some seasonality to it, as, as we've well documented here. I mean, obviously, these last couple of years have really put a lot of put a monkey wrench into some of their their guessing and some of their. I guess, budget setting, trying to figure out what they need to pay. And I said last week, things are really bizarre right now, but they are starting to already, like I said last week, slowly get a little bit better. But a bill rate is that all-inclusive rate that the facility says, I'm going to let each agency charge us for that. So for every hour you work, and I know I'm going over this and I have before, for every hour that you work, we're able to bill that amount less, potentially a, a 4 or 5, usually it's 5, to 7% fee that goes to the vendor for posting that job. So there is, you know, I mean, obviously, let's just take a $100 bill rate. If it's a $100 bill rate with a 5% vendor fee, that means that the agency is billing $95 for you for every single hour. Now, again, what I'm seeing is obviously bill rates that are substantially higher than that. Uh, double still what they were a year ago easily. I'm sorry, not a year ago, three years ago, two years ago, two and a half years ago. 
So for every hour you work, we're able to bill for that amount. And basically what an agency does, as you guys know, if you haven't heard me before, is they're figuring out how much of that bill rate do they need to keep after they pay you, after they pay for your payroll taxes. And obviously we've already incorporated that fee that's already out of there. So what of that $95 that's left, how much do we want to keep as an agency and what's left over for you? And what's left over for you is a combination of your tax-free amount, your taxable amount, and the the taxes that are paid on that taxable amount. That's what's left, and that's part of how they figure it out. So every company has their own model of how they want to do that. And then today, like I said, they're going to talk about what they're going to do with some of the leftovers. So I want to just make sure you guys understand that that's when I talk about bill rate, that's what's what I, exactly what it is I'm talking about. So truly, anything that you get is going to come from that that area. So you think, well, I should say it's going to come from one of two places. What you get is, first of all and foremost, going to come from your compensation. So when an agency calculates how much they're going to pay you, like I said earlier, that's how they're calculating this. And so you're going to either get it from your compensation or they're going to carve out some of their margin for assumptions. What do I mean by that? Credentialing is a great example. When an agency is quoting you, more often than not, anybody that's been in this industry long enough has a genuine strong idea of exactly what it's going to take and what it's going to cost to bring you on board. Now, that isn't free. Hear that. A lot of travelers still think, my agency is great because they pay for all my credentialing up front. They'll give me licensure. They'll take care of all my testing. They'll take care of any MMR or titers I need drawn. Other people are like, my agency stinks because they don't do that at all and they're terrible and bad. Neither one of those is true. It's just how they've decided to, I guess, compensate that for you. So here's what I do know. When it comes to how much an agency is thinking about their margin, oftentimes they're adding a small amount. And again, I'm using this for this figure of 30%. Maybe 1% of that, one of that 30, so you know, is going to credentialing, which is why they have such a big margin. So really now they're down to 29% because they figured out 1% of this is going to go to the average cost of a traveler. Some of you have more things you need, some of you don't. But we're going to present that as free, but that's why our margin is so big because we're going to make it this way. We're going to pay them this. Traveler's not going to think about it. They're going to say, hey, I'm getting free credentialing. You are. Do you guys hear what I'm saying with that? You're getting free, but they've just added or compensated one more percent of their profit in order to cover that free credentialing. That's why it's not free. It is part of you are paying for this by your lack of compensation for those companies. For the company that's not compensating, they're not bad. It's just that you know they they are offering it to you in a, in a different form. They don't have that thicker margin, so they're making you pay for it, but they're showing you a higher you know compensation. So that's not really accurate either. It's not free. It's a sliding scale. Neither one of them are right, if that all makes sense. So those are the two places that you get things either directly in in your form of your compensation, or an agency will give it to you in the form of what they will again, kind of cloak and hide under as a free option or a free benefit when it truly is costing you every hour because that, that company has incorporated that in their, into their profit margin. Does that make sense? I, I hope it does because it's a really fundamental part of this episode that you guys really did hear that, that it is a higher margin, which means less money per hour, that is how they're able to give you something for free. I can't explain it any better than that. And this is what drives me nuts in the industry is that I've seen travelers get in really heated arguments with their travelers about comparing my agency versus another agency. The fact is, 
neither one of them is giving you a benefit. There are agencies that, like I said earlier, will pay you more, but you have to pay for some of that stuff. That's not really a benefit. It just is maybe a little bit more transparent. Another agency is saying, we're going to get you, but you don't have to pay for that. Here's what I will tell you. That second scenario where a company is saying, we'll take care of everything, there is more places to hide more profit. In other words, when you don't have that credentialing need, for example, let's take, let's take an extension. When's the last time you were on extension that you had to go back and re-drug drug test? When's the last time on extension that you had to go back and the company had to run another background check on you? Typically, the answer to that is never. At least I can tell you we don't have to with my company I've been, any company I've been affiliated with it. In the last, at least I can say in the last 15 to 17 years, to my knowledge, I've never had to re-drug test somebody just because they stayed on extension, which is kind of crazy. You think that you should, you probably should, because who knows what. But that means that that drug test that we did at the first part of your assignment, the first 13 weeks, that cost doesn't exist the second 13 weeks. The background checks. Same kind of thing. Once you're on assignment, you're kind of on assignment. Yes, there are occasions when you have to take a drug stream because of who knows what, an incident. Maybe there was something that you were involved in. There are times when somebody may ask you to re-drug test. Who knows? I had, I had a, somebody that had a syringe stick recently, and they had to go do a, a, a drug test. And he was like, it's just part of the protocol of the hospital because they got poked. Totally different scenario. But for the most part, the only thing that typically happens on an extension is you, you may have to go out and get another certification or recertify one of your certs. You may have to go out and get your license and you may have to, I'm trying to think of something else that might expire. Typically even, yes, the all dreaded TB doesn't even expire typically for a second extension. Now some facilities and some vendors are getting smarter than that. The point I'm making is that it is predominantly way less expensive for the second 13 weeks of a 26-week assignment on a thir the second 13 weeks extension, if there's an expense at all, then there is in the first one. So when you don't have to credential, how come the company doesn't talk about, well, why doesn't my rate go up automatically by that amount that I'm not, that you guys aren't having to pay for me? That's where it's kind of hidden. We talk about how great our agencies are and how much they'll pay. They'll pay for my, my MMR because I had to go get a tire, let's say, because I had to do a whole, whole blood draw. But the second half of the assignment, you didn't have to do it, and there's no talk about it. So they basically kept that expense and used it to pay for somebody else's blood draw that needed it. I mean, again, it's, just, it's, it's really kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's almost funny the way that I almost want to say agencies treat travelers because let's be frank, sometimes... You guys are caregivers, and you did not come from the business world, which, by the way, is dangerous. It is, it is crappy. It is cutthroat. And there are times when I, I'm talking out loud like I just was, and it starts to feel like, you know, agencies kind of rely upon this stuff. They rely upon you being naive to think, mm, I didn't remember they're going to think about it. It's not that they think you're dumb. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm not, not going to beat my all of us up that much. But I do think that there is a kind of a hidden and understood we're going to rely upon them not thinking so deeply about some of these things. And recruiters who are oftentimes younger people, let's just be kind you know, again, I'm stereotyping, but they will use that as a sales tactic because that's what they've been taught. That's what they had in their first job or second job because typically recruiting is their second or third job. 
And they're going to use that sales tactic to bring some kind of benefit in their opinion for something that really isn't beneficial. Or they're going to talk about the good benefit, which is, hey, we're going to take care of that that tighter, but they're not going to ever talk about the bad benefit of like why we aren't giving you more money for your second half of for your second 13 weeks when we didn't have all those expenses. So let's talk about a couple of the big examples. I, I think one of the biggest ones that drives me the most nuts. You guys know I'm not a big swag fan. I just, I've just never been, and, and not that many people that are, but I've just never been one of those people who want to collect stuff that has a company's logo on it. I just don't. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't want to walk around with XYZ company or Acme on my shirt to, to promote another person's company. I, I, even if I'm thrilled or I work for them, I used to hate it when I worked for a company. They wanted me to wear one of those golf shirts with the logo on there. I was like, oh God, do I really have to? It's just me. I just don't like that. So Swag is one of those things that I think is really overrated. First of all, you guys know this stuff comes in bulk, so it costs pennies to to you know. If you, again, the bigger the company, the more buying power they have, means the more the larger the the, the number of, of that item they can buy, which means the cheaper it is. They pass it off, and you guys think this company is great. Every once in a while, I'll get a I'll get a you know a coffee cup, or I'll get some kind of a you know a, the real expensive. I won't mention the the brand, but real expensive kind of you know insulated mugs that are you know are really great or i'll get a parka or a vest or some you know compression socks with the company's logo and website slapped all over it that is a good another good example of why some companies margins start to eke up higher and higher because they're incorporating their already you know known cost of swag to give to you guys as part of their margin so every single hour it might only be pennies that you're paying multiplied that by thousands of travelers hundreds of travelers every hour you're working you are paying for your swag and everybody else's whether you get it or not it is part of that process again nothing's free this is not free stuff for you even if it comes from the company their margin has been increased to incorporate that you don't see companies with the tiniest margins throwing out a bunch of stuff because they just wouldn't be able to they're going to be lowering their margin even more it's the big companies that have the thinnest pay rates, the lowest pay rates, the thickest margins seem to be the ones that have the most swag. And just know that the more swag your company has, it's coming from somewhere. It is not coming out of the owner's or the board of directors' pockets. I can promise you, it is part of their margin model. You are paying for it. It's not free. That one drives me the most nuts because, listen, people like free crap. I'm just going to say it. Everybody out there likes to feel like they get something for free. You guys have all seen it where, where stores will have a sale, but it looks like their prices were marked up and then they're on sale because people just eat that stuff up all day long. You see the, the word sale, you think, here you go. You know, I mean, there's one thing to look for actually when something you know costs a certain price and you get it for a, a lesser price. But we get sucked in as a society to the word sale because we feel like we're getting a deal. So free stuff when it feels free to you it makes you feel like wow this is great this is done by design the whole point behind this is for a company to make you feel like you should stay with them and be loyal because they're giving you stuff for free that's the the quintessential reason why it's done that's what swag is about and anybody who knows anything about marketing knows that it is not coming from the owners or the like i said the the board of the the companies that owns it it's not coming from their pocket it is all derived from how that company's profit margin is arranged and it is incorporated into that business model 
plain and simple. The same thing goes with like vacation pay. I haven't heard this one in a while, but there was a lot of companies 10, 12 years ago that were getting a lot of mileage out of offering vacation pay. You had to qualify for it. You had to work a certain number of hours a year, and typically it was, you know, whatever that 13 weeks times literally at least that full 52 weeks because most people work more than 36 hours or they work more than 48. And occasionally it was less than that, but the idea was if they got you working for them, all that time, which makes them more money, then the idea was we'll kick some of it back. But again, it, I'm telling you, it wasn't the companies that had the thinnest margins that had the biggest pay that were doing that. It was these companies that were getting you for every single hour. And those that didn't make it to a year or didn't quite get those total number of hours helped pay for those few that did. And it's incentivizing. Again, I'm not going to say it's dumb. It's actually quite smart of agencies to do that because it motivated people to say, man, if I really work hard, I'm going to get a couple weeks or maybe even a month's paid vacation throughout the course of this year. And all I got to do is basically work my tail off, <laughs> for lack of a better word, and I'll get it. And if you are one of those people that gets all those hours in and you're, and you're motivated to stay with a company, it's great for retention, you'd get that because you had 50% of the people that were working toward that with those thick margins and those thin bill pay rates that weren't making that those hours that were also helping pay for you. I and mean, again, it, this is this when you stop and think about, I guess, the lack of transparency industry. It really can drive you a little nuts, and it's it almost to me is it's not laughable, but it's like my gosh, how I guess how dumb do, do agencies think us travelers are? And the answer is sometimes not very, but some of us don't think about. The, the nuances, because right now, when you're done listening to me, I was going to say, just close me up and uh, but finish listening to me, because I'm going to say some really cool things. When, you, when you're done with this, go onto Facebook, go onto one of those sites or those groups that is not specific about a specialty or a state. It's just a, it's one of those places that people just like to talk and complain, or and you know which ones I'm talking about. There's a whole bunch of those kinds of sites. Scroll down a little bit and start listening and find a, a link or a thread where someone is talking about how what their company did for them and watch the the responses and the answers. A lot of really smart people and some people are like going, yeah, but they gave me this for free. It's it's remarkable and I see it inadvertently all the time. I did an episode a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a few weeks ago, it feels like a few weeks ago, that was taught, called Guaranteed Hours. And we talked extensively in an episode about how nothing, there really isn't a lot of guarantee, especially right now. Guaranteed Hours is a great example, and I think I referenced this future episode where I said, we'll talk a little bit more in detail. Guaranteed Hours is a great example of those companies that offer and say, okay, we will pay you your, let's say, for example, 36 hours if you get canceled once or twice or three times during the course of an assignment. That typically means that that money is coming from your your lack of pay rate and the lack of everybody else's pay rate that's working in that for that same agency so that they can afford to pay you. Like I said back then, if all of a sudden an agency can, especially with these rates, what they are right now, if they can afford to pay you for 12 hours, which last time I checked would be one third of your check for quote unquote free and pay payroll taxes on top of that, which let's assume, let's just say it's another 25%. So if they can pay you, let's say $1,000, let's say it's a $3,000 a week assignment, and they can pay you, you know, basically $1,250 for free. Come on, you guys are smarter than that. You know that that's not free. You know that's not coming out of their pockets. They're just this one time saying, okay, we'll dip into that thick, fat margin 
of ours, and we'll pay this person to appease them, and we'll offer this guarantee. As a matter of fact, we might even promote how good our company is, and we always do this stuff guaranteed because we're not going to pay attention to how low we pay. And some of you think that's great, and you ignore what you're, what you're not getting every single hour on the hour. Stipends the same way. I've seen I, relatively recently where people are saying, my agency, let me sure I have this right, even if I don't get my 36 hours, let's say I only work 24 hours, they'll only pay me my 24 hours, but they also they do give me the full tax-free portion of my meals and incidentals and my housing, which means they're guaranteeing the the stipends, the housing stipend and the meals and incidental stipend, which is less. There's no taxes they're paying us. That 25% I talked about a few minutes ago isn't a part of it. But let's just say those come to $1,000. They're still taking $1,000 and handing it over to you. And again, it's the same concept, the same exact situation. I talked about credentialing. I want to talk about one last thing. The licensure and the certification thing, I think, is one of the ones that, I, that drives me the most nuts because how often do you need a new license? How often do you need to get another you know, ACLS? You guys know it's not every 13 weeks. Clearly, we know that. The answer to what I just said is obviously it can be anywhere from you know, once every two years to even, I think, three or four, depending on the state licensures. So some of those certs are relatively fast expiring, but they're not every single 13 weeks. You're not going out and rushing off and getting a PAL certification every 13 weeks. It only lasts that long. So every once in a while, you need a PAL certification. Let's just say you have PALs, ACLS, and BLS. And let's say, I don't know the answer to this, but let's say each one of those expires every two years. That would mean that you would, in, in the course of, of you know, being with somebody for, let's just say, three years, all of those would expire, let's say theoretically, and you would need all three of them. So you would have basically, to make sure I've got this right, 12 assignments, theoretically, with that company, and they would be paying for three certifications. So... <sighs> I mean, I almost feel like I should stop the episode because you guys know I'm just feeling redundant. You guys know what I'm saying. This stuff where this feels valuable has got to stop. You are not getting any value from somebody offering to pay for your pals because they're going to make you know twelve or fifteen thousand dollars on you every single assignment. And I'm not exaggerating. Some of that is high right now. Let's just say they're making ten to twelve thousand dollars an assignment with you. It means making forty to forty-eight thousand dollars a year. And you think that getting a three hundred dollar certification reimbursed is really something? It's not free. I'm telling you, they aren't doing it for free. They're still padding that little three hundred dollar certification in to every single assignment, which means the other. When I was just said in my example, the other nine assignments that you didn't need a certification done, because I said you needed three over 12 assignments in three years, those other nine assignments you didn't get any benefit from, but yet your margin was still, your pay package, I should say, was still lower. Their margin was still higher than every other time. So that's the point of this episode. You guys got to start stop thinking that your agency is getting something for free. In my opinion, the more an agency gives you, the crappier your pay rate probably is in comparison with everybody else's because... I don't know if I said this or not in this episode, but nothing, nothing is free. I, mean, I don't care if we're talking about, like I said earlier, people buying pizzas for your entire floor for your birthday, welcome baskets, the the big meet and greets where if you're in town, you know, well, we're going we're to throw a party or we're going to be at one of these conventions and we're going to really blow it out. Where do you think that's coming from? That is coming from the money the company has made off of you and every one of your counterparts all year long to blow it out. I'm, I'm speaking from experience. I've done conventions. We've had blown some things out. We've hosted events. And that money came from our margins, the amount of money we made for uh, over the course of a year. So the more a company's blowing out, and you guys do get this, by the way. A lot of you say to me, 
man, how much money does that company have if they're able to sit there and literally host the end of the party cocktail party? The answer is a lot. They got a lot of money. That's why they're doing it, right? So, I mean, you guys know this stuff. All right, so I think part of what I want to kind of talk about a little bit is how much, how many times it is that you don't get a benefit. And I think that's what you really should focus on. Don't pay attention too much to the travelers talking about how, how, how every once in a while how they get something that somebody else didn't necessarily get. That's, in my opinion, pales comparison to what the pay packages all the time, every day, all day. I hope that all makes sense. Here's where I guess I want to go with this. I want you guys to start thinking along these terms. This, I think, would be healthy and probably help you immensely. What you should be doing is taking a look at your agency or your agencies that you that you go back and forth with or at least you're considering working with. You really should get a piece of paper out. I know this is going to sound old school, and I am definitely not an old school guy. I, I, I like new and modern things, especially when it comes to our industry. But here's what you really should take a look at an offer you're getting from a company. What is it that, first of all and foremost, your compensation, right? We've broken that down for you. We don't need to do that here today. But you guys know what that comes to hourly and what that's going to look like. But these free things that you're getting, you should take a look and say, okay, I do, in fact, have a company that pays for my TB. And ironically, I, I still get the, the I still get poked and have it read. And I do that four times a year. It's 15 bucks each time. Or let's say it's, let's say it's $45 each time. So I got $180 a year that this company also provides a benefit for. I'm going to write that down. I've got a license that comes up. This company provides a license. Here's how much my license costs. It's good for three years. So once every three years I have that. So I'm going to divide that by a year. You should be taking a look at all these perks that they do. And literally looking at how many hours you work. Typically a 13-week assignment for 36 hours, and I'll do the math. I happen to have a calculator here. I didn't even plan this. It's 468. If you take that times four, you're working 1,872 hours on an average. Let's just say you just do the minimum. So what you're looking at doing is saying, okay, if 1,872, let's say I've got a $500 yearly benefit. If I divide that by 1,872, that means I'm getting 27 cents an hour benefit from this company. I know it sounds petty and sounds silly, but if you're going to have things that you think are great benefit, break it down. If you've got a whole bunch of things like that, you might come to a dollar difference, which might explain why one company is paying a dollar an hour more or less than another one. Now, typically what I'm telling you is these benefits cost a lot more than 27 cents an hour as I've already kind of walked you through. It's pretty rare. You might be seeing three, four, five dollars less an hour with one company and you're getting basically a 27 cent or maybe you're getting a dollar's worth an hour of great benefit. That would be a company that's really you know doing a lot of things for you. If you've got a $500 a year benefit and it only comes to 27 cents, less than 27 cents actually, that kind of tells you how little this stuff costs a company to give you for free, but yet they sock it to you on an hourly basis. And some companies are brazen enough to even say, well, we, we might pay a little bit less, but we, you know, we do all these wonderful things. Well, all these wonderful things can add up to a dollar, maybe dollar twenty-five cent an hour, and they're three or four dollars every single hour less than another company. This is the kind of mentality I think you guys really need to have if you're going to be a traveler. You really have to know how to put true value on something that is supposedly for free and find out what is the real benefit that I'm experiencing from this particular free gift <coughs> that a company is offering me. 
Guys, this is an industry-wide falsehood. It's been there since the get-go. I mean, we're not the only industry, by the way, that, that talks about perks and has free things that people you know jump on. It just really seems to really make me crazy when I see really smart travelers out there in social media really pounding about how great one company is or how bad another company is because they do or don't offer some kind of benefit that they're assuming has a huge amount of value. Nothing Literally nothing is free in our industry when it comes to what you get for free. You are paying for it. It's just not that complicated. There is, again, a pie with a vendor fee and some taxes based upon what you're paying taxable for, what a company's paying taxable for your taxable income. Then there's how much money is a company making and how much money is left over for you. That's it. This is the one of the most basic concepts and most simplistic business models you can ever experience. It just isn't that complicated. We are a staffing company. We are basically floating payroll. So it shouldn't be that complicated. So when you start breaking it down this way, you can realize that when these other things are thrown in, it's all about image. It's about impression. It is not about real value. And really and truly, the perceived value is really, really expensive. Not only is nothing is free, but everything is expensive, in my opinion, when it comes to being a travel healthcare recruiter. It's been that way forever. I think it's time it needs to change. You guys being educated, you guys being smart about these numbers and understanding a real value that a company brings. And by the way, there's a ton of companies that bring real value to you. The ones that pay a lot, the ones that may or may not offer this stuff for free. You can now go through and take that exercise I told you and really start writing down and seeing which companies are rising to the top and which ones aren't. It's remarkable. You guys have told me, you guys have shared with me, again, examples of positions that we have literally seen five to $700 differences in weekly compensation. That is a ton of money if you annualize that times 52 weeks a year. $700 times 52, I'll do it because it's fun. I'm just, I'm just curious. You know, we're talking about, <laughs> I did that right? $700 times 52 weeks a year. Yeah, we're talking about $36,000 and 400, $36,400 to be honest with you. Some assignments we saw last year have that big of a disparagement between company A and company B. 36 grand. Most of that's going to be taxable because they're going to be the same on the tax-free amount. But are you willing to be paid $36,000 a year less by working for one company ever? Get smart. Keep running these numbers. Again, I know this episode is, is it didn't seem like it's one of these things that's, that's an important thing, but I think this is one of the most important concepts. Stop buying into value that companies offer you that really have no value to it whatsoever. And realize that either you're dealing with a recruiter that just doesn't get it, but you guys should, or somebody that's really trying to purposely trying to mislead you and make you feel like you're getting something great. Because that's what that's what salespeople do. It's just plain and simple. That's it, guys. I appreciate this episode today. Just wanted to get this one off my chest. It's it's an important one. Again, we've got some great things coming up for sure. Great episodes coming up. Some great guests being uh, arranged right now, I understand. Some really cool people that uh, travelers and... and um, some episodes I think that will really be beneficial to you guys. So as always, I appreciate it, and I will catch you next time on Travel Evolved.